Jim DeCesare, the host of the DeCesare Group Podcast, and I'm glad you're here. I'm really excited about this week's guest. I have my friend and book club colleague, Dr. Phil Neal. Phil is the president and CEO of South Central Kentucky Community and Technical College, better known as Sky CTC, and he has nearly 30 years of experience in higher education. Previously, Dr. Neal led national corporate partnership development for the National Institute for Staff and Organizational Development. He began in higher education working with gifted and talented high school students and later served in career and athletic counseling roles. With a career spanning two community colleges and two universities in Kentucky, Texas, and Wyoming, Dr. Neal has provided senior-level leadership in academics, student affairs, institutional effectiveness, and corporate training. Dr. Neal earned a doctoral degree in education administra- educational administration from the Community College Leadership Program at the University of Texas at Austin and completed his master's degree in education and bachelor's degree in psychology at the University of Wyoming. Uh, Dr. Phil and I sat down last week and we discussed workforce training and how Sky CTC is training individuals for those high demand skill sets needed in today's workforce. Here's our discussion. Hey, Phil, thanks for being on the podcast with us. Enjoy it, Jim. Thank you. Hey, I'm so glad you could be here. So, you know, I kind of mentioned in the open that, um, you know, not only are you the president of Sky CTC, (laughs) but you're also a book club colleague yeah yeah we've been having fun with that <laughs> yeah we have so we know all about greek philosophy now which is <laughs> extremely important but i thought it'd be great to have you on to talk about some of the great things mm-hmm. that are going on at sky mm-hmm. i think that's how it's affectionately re- referred to yeah. across the community and you know we'll just start start with uh tell us about the mission of of sky ctc and and how it relates to workforce development in the mm-hmm. region well our mission at sky ctc is to improve the quality of life through education focused on career development, community partnerships, and economic growth. And those three things, career uh, development, economic development, community development, are, in my opinion, very intertwined. And if we all do that together and focus on uh, reaching that finish line together, there's uh, it's going to be better quality of life for all of us in the region, yeah. uh, certainly. And we are our, – our, our focus at Sky CTC is to serve the Brad region, the 10-county Brad region. So mm-hmm. we try to work as much as we can with each one of those areas. Certainly, we've got more involvement in some areas than, than others, but uh, but we do try to reach out and provide access and opportunity for folks across the 10-county region. And I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, and I didn't have that on my list of questions here, but uh, you're not just in Warren County. You have other, you have other campuses, and mm-hmm. and uh, how many do you have in Warren County? First of all, we got three campuses in Warren County, uh, two in Barron County, and one in Simpson County. Okay, mm-hmm. so you 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 truly do cover the brand. We do, we do, we do. We try to be within. A thirty to forty-five minute drive of just about everybody in the Brad region. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, how does uh, Sky collaborate with uh, our local businesses and industries to identify workforce needs and develop the programs to address those needs? And you might want to preface by telling about some of the existing programs mm-hmm. you already have. I know, you know, nursing and heavy mm-hmm. equipment and welding and mm-hmm. all that stuff are part of what you all do. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been at this since 1939. That's how long the organization has been there under one name or in one version or another. Uh, uh, but we try to stay involved in, in economic development efforts uh, in a variety of different ways, reaching out uh, by partnering with our chambers of commerce. And we sit on multiple chamber of commerce boards. We're members of the chambers in all 10 counties. Uh, we have uh, what we call program advisory committees for every one of our programs. And I'll talk about the programs in just one minute. But every one of our programs, such as welding, nursing, culinary arts, even our general education transfer pathways, we have industry reps from those 
industry sectors come and meet with our faculty every fall and every spring. Mm -hmm. So the welding faculty are meeting with uh, industry representatives from a lot of our employers in the region that hire welders, and that's their primary business. And they'll provide our welding faculty with uh, updates on competencies that we need to ensure that our students are mastering in the curriculum so that they can go on and work for these companies and be competent when they get there. Equipment, same way. Are we using the right equipment for what our students would be going on and operating when they go to work for these companies? Um, and then supply-demand. We've got a real supply-demand focus at the college. What is the need out there, and what are we providing from a supply standpoint, and try to balance that. We don't want to oversupply, but we certainly want to do everything we can to meet the need uh, when possible. Uh, part of that journey of understanding that supply-demand is not just working with industry, but also looking at industry data, third-party uh, uh, state official industry data, looking back and looking into the future and trying to balance or triangulate that uh, is something we do every single year. Um, the other part of that is focusing on job placement. It's yeah. not just getting them in the front door and getting them trained. We want them to go to work in Kentucky companies. And ideally for us, we want our graduates staying right here in South Central Kentucky. Right. Uh, I am pretty proud of the college that we have the highest job placement rate of undergraduate degree completers in the state. And that is going to work in Kentucky companies, not going out of state or anything like that. So we try to stay laser focused on connecting our graduates with local and, companies. And there's more than just Sky CTC. There's other community colleges, uh, community technical colleges. You're all under the same umbrella, but mm -hmm. they're, they're throughout the different regions right. in the state. Uh, and you're number one. We are number one in job placement, and that includes uh, university graduates as well. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, by, by nature, university graduates come more likely come from out of state than our students do, uh, and they might go home when they graduate. But all, most of our students come from the local region. They want to be educated here. They want to stay and raise their families here and work here. And so that has really worked out well. But we've got 16 community and technical colleges across Kentucky that touch all 120 counties. But we do work collaboratively under the umbrella of KCTCS. Sure. Uh, but as far as the programs go, we have a variety of, of programs uh, that, that serve our, our different industry sectors, everything from um, uh, our, our public protection agencies like law enforcement, cybersecurity, and those types of programs. Wow. Education. Uh, we have transfer pathways and, uh, for people that want to be a K-12 teacher, which is in, that's taken on a whole other level of importance after COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, social work. Um, we have a, a number of business and IT programs, such as business, accounting, um, uh, network design, and, and so forth. A lot in manufacturing. Manufacturing and healthcare are two of our biggest industry sectors that we do a lot of training for. Yeah. And um, so it, it really, we try to have programs that are in demand and not programs that aren't in demand. And then we also have that balance between what most people would call a technical pathway, which is you get your two-year education in a technical field like welding and nursing and IT and automotive and those sorts of things, where it's really designed to go to work right after you finish college. Right. Uh, but then we also have a, a, about half of our students are in that, about half of our students are in transfer pathways. So this is for students who are looking at a bachelor's degree to enter their career field. This could be an accountant, an engineer, a teacher, whatever, but they need that bachelor's degree. So they'll finish the first two years with us transfer most of our students will transfer to western finish up the next two to three years and then jump into their profession and those students they're they're basically taking their gna classes exactly for lack of a better term it may be called something different now mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. that's how we some of us older mm -hmm. folks refer yeah. to it as <laughs> that's that is that is true uh well then uh, so you know all these great things you have going on at sky and and all these wonderful programs and and i think we 
probably anybody that's listening to this or anybody that lives in South Central Kentucky knows somebody mm-hmm. who has who has had a, a positive experience at Sky CTC. But what are some of the college uh, challenges that the college is facing in developing a skilled workforce, and how are you working to overcome those challenges? I think one of the things we've we've struggled with for many years, and this is not just at South Central Kentucky, uh, it's really across the country, Mm -hmm. but people's, the society's perception of certain career fields, in particular the trades. You know, when we were growing up, Jim, um, we were not necessarily encouraged to go into what many people thought were the trades, because folks uh, looked at, uh, in in some cases, blue-collar jobs as not paying as much, and therefore they wanted to push us into other uh, avenues. But now what we have seen is that many of those career fields actually offer so many uh, better opportunities than the, the programs that, that we may have gone into that required sure. a, a further education, um, that now it's starting to change. And unfortunately, you have to kind of reach a, I, I think we do in, in society, we reach a crisis point where there's such a, a lack of trained, skilled folks in certain professions for us to really appreciate that profession. Uh, as uh, Judge Buchanan used to say, his his electrician lived in a nicer house than he did, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's <laughs> just one of those things that we have to overcome those perceptions about career paths and, and what type of lifestyle some of these careers can lead because many of our folks that are in what used to be called the trades are making great living, supporting their families, putting their kids through school, um, you know, just living a wonderful lifestyle and and enjoying the career that they're in. So that's one, I think, public perception to overcome uh, some misconceptions about uh, higher education and careers in the past. The other thing is labor shortage. Um, we, we see something very similar to what industry is seeing in that while it's hard to get enough people to come to work, uh, the challenge for us is, and it's a very tight linkage between us and industry, if a company doesn't require a person to have an education at any level, people aren't going to go get that education if they can get the job without it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty logical uh, yeah. sequence, but we don't think about it that way a lot of times. And so as the labor shortage is getting tighter for industry, if they're backing off the minimum education requirements, those po- folks will not come to us either because they can get the job without us. And so and until they get into a job and realize they need more skills, then they might come back. But I think uh, just the labor shortage is hitting higher education, just like it's hitting a lot of industries. Yeah. So that's why it's so important for us to stay so connected with industry. Uh, and then the, the expense of some of the programs. Some programs are not very expensive to run. Other programs that with, with heavy equipment like computerized machining where you've got CNCs and a lot of this automated equipment, that can be very expensive to run those programs. Yeah. And then still at the, the balance is trying to remain affordable by keeping our tuition low, which is part of our mission is accessibility and affordability. Um, that balancing act gets it gets uh, tougher and tougher as time goes on because things don't get cheaper these days. No, and so uh, uh, making It'd be sure, nice if they did. <laughs> it, absolutely. It yeah, and uh, and we have a very efficient funding model in Kentucky that's very different than other places in the in the country because in most. Uh, states of America, the community colleges have kind of what I call a three-legged funding stool. That is, they get state appropriations, they get to keep tuition, and they get local property tax. Mm-hmm. In Kentucky, we don't have that third one. So right. we're, we're relying upon state appropriation and, and tuition. And so if we're trying to keep uh, tuition down to be affordable to the largest population, we really have to work well with our legislators to help uh, help them understand the kind of support that we need to keep these programs alive for our economy. Oh, that's where I've seen you before, in yeah. the halls of Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And stand uh, there with my hand out. You know, um, well, I don't, I don't consider it a handout here. You're just trying to get the support yep. that, you, you know, that, that mm-hmm. you know, the, the legislature is obligated mm-hmm. to provide. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about the trade, you know, 
I have worked in an organization where we had the trades under mm-hmm. us, you know, electricians, mm-hmm. plumbers, HVAC, refrigeration, and I know you, you all uh, do some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, that I tell young people that are considering a trade, mm-hmm. you might not necessarily be crawling under a house your whole career mm-hmm. because at some point there's, there's going to be someone that has the experience mm-hmm. that you get that experience. You need to go into the office and you start doing estimates mm-hmm. and you start managing other employees and you start running the operation part of it. And so uh, going into the trades is, is a, a good career move for some because it can be long lasting. Uh, and, and like you said, you, you know, you could be uh, living in a nicer house than our former county judge executive. <laughs> and I know uh, a couple of uh, HVAC mm-hmm. techs that I had work that I worked with. Uh, they were making close to one hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty good money. It is. It is. A lot of our folks that, that graduate with two-year degrees and go on and work in their professions. And you're right. Uh, some right out of the gates will make really, really strong salaries. Others, it takes a few years to build sure. that up. And um, and we've got uh, example after example of folks that have come through the college over the years that have stayed in our region. Some have gone to other places uh, with their life, uh, but have just done remarkable things with their careers. And, 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 and the important part, I think, is to be in a career that you, you're passionate about, that you love, that, you, that enables you to give back to your community, raise a family. Um, that, that's, the, that's the important part of that community development. Yeah. Um, moving on here and, and you know, talking about uh, industries and, and the standards that they have, how, how do you all ensure that programs are aligned with industry standards that – that students are prepared to enter the workforce in, in graduation mm-hmm. because, you know, some of these trades, they, they have some very specific mm-hmm. standards. And I, I know you all try to conform with that, but, t- but tell us how you do that. Well, I mentioned earlier the program advisory committee. So mm-hmm. this is where we will have representatives from hospitals, as an example, that will come and meet with our nursing faculty twice a year to ensure that we are teaching the competencies they need, using, utilizing the equipment, um, understanding the supply demand out there, uh, but the other thing that we try to do, too, is that many of our programs have national uh, um, accreditations that they individually have to go through. That's that seal of approval, that quality of right. stamp uh, stamp of quality. That licensing ha- requirements. Exactly. Nurses have to, to sit for the state ni- licensing exam when they graduate with an LPN or an RN before they can go practice. Uh, and so we look at a lot of those outcomes uh, when it comes to that. Uh, welders have to take the AWS certification. Uh, automotive technicians take the uh, ASE. I mean, there's a lot of different programmatic accreditations and licensure requirements that our students have to go through before they can even enter the field. So those those sorts of things uh, really keep us on on top of the standards and hopefully ahead of the standards. Uh, so that we can ensure our industry partners that hire our graduates that they're getting a quality product. That, that's fantastic. So with all that said, can you share some of the success stories of graduates that have gone? And, and I know one. I'm going mm-hmm. to talk about <laughs> one in particular uh, that have gone on to uh, be successful in their careers of, of, of chosen uh, that they've chosen. And uh, I always think of Roddy Grimes, yep. uh, the president of Stuart Ritchie mm-hmm. uh, Construction. He, he started out as a refrigeration tech, yep. and now he's the president of a, you know, gazillion dollar company, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's running all of it, yeah. you know. So he, and, and I believe, is he on your advisory board? He's on our foundation board. Yeah, he's on your mm-hmm. foundation board. So, and he came through Sky. He did. And, uh, you know, and now he, he is leading one of the, 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 the biggest and best construction mm-hmm. and service companies in the region. Absolutely, but, yeah. But, 
go ahead. Oh, he's an outstanding example. He was our outstanding alumni last year mm-hmm. uh, for the college, and um, he's one that I see very regularly, and, and he is always uh, talking with our young folks today about the value of entering these uh, variety of different fields and, and working hard and getting on with a company. Uh, you know, we've got some world-class companies here in South Central Kentucky, sure. and we're always promoting our students go to work with them. And he's just a prime example of how you can you can grow a career and work your way through a profession. Yeah, there was a time when he was working on the equipment on his hands and knees with the wrenches and everything, but now look at him. He's president of, like yeah. you said, one of the, be- the top companies in the state. And, you know, and, and I know I know him personally and I know that he is always uh, uh, which is which is important in anything you do is always trying to learn more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's he's even a couple of years ago, he was working on some mm-hmm. some different licenses and whatnot yeah. just to make sure that he's staying on top of his game. But uh, what about some other successes? I know you had a, a graduation here recently mm-hmm. uh, w- and tell us about that program, the heavy equipment program and and and. What a special day that was! Oh, that was a that was a really a high, it was a highlight of my career in one sense because of the amount of collaboration that went in to help these these kids. Uh, so this this was a collaboration between Warren County Public Schools, Bowling Green High School, um, Workforce Investment Board. Um, South Central Kentucky Community Technical College, the Warren County ATC, and Scotty's and Scott Murphy. Mm-hmm. And so it started as a way to figure out a way that we can prepare young folks, and particularly in high school, uh, to, to work on heavy equipment or to operate heavy, heavy equipment. Uh, it was a career field that they didn't need a college edu- a college degree for that. So we started working with them in high school. We hired an instructor. The school districts put the seniors through the program during uh, uh, four classes during their senior year. Um, the Workforce Investment Board wrote a grant to get some heavy equipment trainers into the ATC site where we're teaching it out of. Uh, Scotty's would bring the heavy equipment on site for the kids to operate on when they migrate from the, the trainers out to the real equipment. And then uh, this week we had a signing ceremony where Scotty's and Scott Murphy signed these students before they even graduated high school here in a couple of weeks uh, with employment contracts where they're going to work and they, they just launched a career. Their families were there. The media was there. It was just a really special day. And something that unanticipated that came up this year was that we started putting juniors from Bowling Green High through the program, and they're going to go on and be interns or co-op experiences during their senior year working with surveyors and other folks at these companies uh, because you have to be 18 before you can start uh, jumping into some of this other work. But that'll give them uh, a year to work with these companies, the company to get to know them and culturate them into the organization, and then put them through the heavy equipment training next year, graduate high school, and then go to work for them. So it's it's real special uh, to see things like that, but we have we've got story after story of of graduates that go on and, and do wonderful things. If you don't mind, I, I'd love to highlight a few more. If yeah, I could. absolutely. I'd well, love and, to hear a few more. Yeah, well, you know, we've got a couple that 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 come to mind. Uh, Aaron and um, and Austin are a couple of students that graduated a few years ago. They both came through our general education transfer pathway. They wanted to get a bachelor's degree at Western Kentucky University, so they both at different times. Graduated with us, went on into the Ogden College at Western. They both became the Ogden Scholar. And uh, Aaron went on to get uh, his master's in accounting, and now he's working for an accounting firm here in town and giving back to the community. Austin went on to the University of Kentucky and um, uh, became went to law school there, and now he's a, he's a, a, an attorney in Louisville uh, doing great work. Wow. Uh, we're actually honoring another 
recent graduate of ours, or a few years ago, um, Alyssa, she's going to be uh, honored tomorrow night at our graduation ceremonies, uh, our commencement ceremonies. She uh, went, uh, came to us, um, got an associate's degree, but then went on and got a, ma- a bachelor's and a master's degree, and now she's working in the Australian embassy in D.C., uh, doing work there, helping folks um uh, with the work that they do through the embassy. Uh, Ricky uh, is an interesting uh, guy that came to school with us a few years ago in computerized machining. Some folks most might remember that in the days we grew up as tool and die makers, but now mm-hmm. it's become so computerized. It's called computerized machining. He got his associate's degree with us, went on to Western, got a bachelor's, and eventually a master's, and now he's working on a doctoral degree. Wow. Uh, but he's working for Ford Motor Company uh, as a, a computerized uh, manufacturing engineer. And, um, and then we mentioned, uh, Roddy just a minute ago, he was one that I wanted to highlight. And then Mike Fox, Mike Fox is a, a gentleman who went to school with us and then transferred to Western, got a bachelor's degree and then went out to Los Angeles and now has started, uh, his own, he's, he's been, uh, a, a nationally acclaimed photographer and featured in a lot of different, um, magazines and, and art, uh, exhibits around, around the country, but has gone on and started his own lifestyle publication called the Fox magazine. So wow. yeah, we could, we could, we could talk more and more about uh, a lot of our graduates, but those are just some that, that come to mind that, and, uh, I mean, that, those are great stories and I'm sure you've, mm-hmm. you've got hundreds mm-hmm. of those, um, Going back to your your heavy equipment program, mm-hmm. is is that the first one in the state? I don't know that it's the first one in the state. It's the first one that we have had. Yeah. Now we've got a CDL to train people to drive the big trucks over the road, right? And that program we're training lots and lots of folks every year. About uh, that's a four week program. We run that out of our Franklin campus, and 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 uh, they're all getting jobs. You oh know, yeah, as soon yeah. as they finish up the program, right? Making. We, 40, 50 grand a year. I don't think we've had a single student in, the, in in all the hundreds that we've trained in the last three or four years that we've had the program around. I don't think we've had a, a single one that I've heard of that got offered less than $50,000 after a four-week training class. So that's a pretty special one there. Yeah, that absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it goes to show that even after a few weeks of training, right. uh, it, it just takes the time and the commitment. And, and one of the things I wanted to mention about, uh, you know, the trades and mm-hmm. You know whether it's truck driving or heavy equipment mm-hmm. operator or, or HVAC tech or whatever. Uh, you know companies are looking for for people that have those skill sets, mm-hmm. but also you know if if anybody's listening, <laughs> you know just show up every day. Right. You know work your forty fifty hours mm-hmm. a week and and you're going to be very successful, mm-hmm. and your employers will reward that. Oh, you yeah. know that that's a big part of of. It's a big issue with workforce today. It's just mm-hmm. getting them to show up, right. and and so well, if, you, and, if you don't mind, there's yeah. a, there's something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of our folks at the college that we started. Oh, a little over 10 years ago called Workplace Ethics. That's what we know it as today. But we were hearing the same thing from industry over a decade ago. What, what's going on with the work ethic? And how can we change the work ethic? And so our faculty put their heads together. And since they meet with so many industries, and we're talking hundreds of industries every fall, every spring, um, we asked them, why don't you share your HR practices with us in hospitals and manufacturers and business and IT and whatnot about what do you expect students as far as showing up on time, putting in a full day's work, dress code, all the things we were hearing concerns about. So our faculty boiled that all down, and now they have a set of behavioral expectations they infuse in every class. Doesn't matter if it's an English class, a nursing class, whatever. And that is you show up on time. Right. You put in a full day's work in the class. 
if you you got to use your technology professionally and appropriately like you would on the job you got to treat each other and communicate with each other like like expected in industry and if you can't do that you get fired from the course right and uh, they have to start all over again and so uh, it has really changed um, uh, the work ethic I think for for folks coming out of our programs that that's awesome um, you've talked a little bit about this earlier but uh, how does Sky support students who are pursuing non-traditional career paths, or or who may may face barriers to workforce entry? And uh, you know, we have a we have a huge uh, refugee population mm-hmm. in our region, uh, a lot of different languages, and but there's a lot of opportunities there as well. And and how do you work with with those individuals? Well, in particular, with uh, our refugee populations, the English language can be a barrier at times. Sure. And so, uh, the the state of Kentucky has um, a, a, an adult education program run. By by Kentucky Adult Ed, but they they ask different entities to manage those programs, and we manage four of the ten uh, programs in in the South Central region. Uh, so we have Warren County, Barron County, Simpson County, and Metcalf County. Uh, but particularly through the Warren County Adult Education, Joda Johnson and her folks do just a fantastic job of having an, uh, English as a second language program, uh, conversational, workplace English, those sorts of things to try to help folks get prepared for that. So that's one way that we help them. Finances are probably the next biggest thing, or probably the biggest thing at the largest scale. We started a campaign in 2013 at our college called Graduate from Sky CTC Debt-Free. Uh, we really want people to figure out or understand ways, and there are the resources there. We try to help them find and access these resources to get their college education, at least the first two years, without taking out student loans. Right. So we have really uh, done a, a tremendous job in reducing the amount of student loans that students are taking out and increasing um, the number number of students that are graduating with no student loans. And that's really important for people launching their career as soon as they leave us, uh, leave us and go to work for industry because they can support their family. They can um, uh, 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 launch their life without a mountain of debt. But it's also important for students who transfer to Western and other universities because we sh- we can show them a financial pathway not only get for the first two years but save some money and maybe even pay for your third year when you get to Western. And yeah. they've got transfer scholarships and those sorts of things. So there, there are models out there, and we, we try to highlight them. But part of, part of that is we try to get them an affordable access in a head start type of way where we, we reach out to them while they're still in high school. And we've got an amazing – uh, group of schools in this region that have talented instructors and, and really hardworking high school kids. I know sometimes they get a bad rap, particularly yeah. during COVID, but boy, we got a lot of uh, smart kids out there. And for those that have the ability, they can take high, dual credit, which is college courses right. while they're in high school. And they get charged half tuition, but the state has built some scholarships that'll pay for that half. So we've got a lot of students that'll graduate high school with almost a two-year degree, and in some cases, a full-blown two-year degree completed uh, at the same time they finish high school. So that's part of that financial pathway yeah. is to get a head start and knock some of that out. And so we, we've tried to uh, really expand that. We've really tried to expand our scholarships through our foundation efforts. Uh, uh, the other thing I think that has really made a big difference for us is we're trying to make sure, as I mentioned earlier, our programs are relevant to our industry so our students have jobs waiting for them when they finish. But also, we've got a lot of students that want to work their way through college. So we've had to re- <clears throat> excuse me, we've had to retool and transform the way we teach to be more work and learn friendly. So we had to stop requiring our students to be on campus five days a week during the same time a company wants them to go to work. Right. We had to reduce that and teach differently, and that has really made a big difference for our students. Well, and so, but but what I'm hearing is there's really anybody, any any high school student that wants to go to college, mm-hmm. and and let's say they don't have the resources mm-hmm. that some kids may have, 
there's there's something at, at Sky CTC to help them out. Absolutely, we can we can help them find ways, particularly if they start early in high school. We can sure. show them financial pathway to get it all paid for. That's fantastic. Uh, you, you mentioned WKU. How, how does Sky work with other educational institutions in the region to create that that seamless pathway for students to continue? And I know when I was in the legislature. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe before you got here that that there at one point that that wasn't so seamless and we had to, you know, hey, everybody needs to work together. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I do give a lot of credit to you all in the legislature back in 2011 uh, with House Bill 160, I think it was, uh, that put that transfer uh, guarantee in place. And that really made a big difference for students that were taking credits at one institution transferring to another. Because you're right, there was too many instances where they had to leave some of those credits behind. So now they've been protected. Uh, It's a consumer protection effort, in my opinion. And it's been one of the greatest things I think we have done. There's still a lot of states, a lot of folks would say, oh, they're so much further down the road than Kentucky. And I bring this particular piece of legislation up and say, you're not even close to where we're at when it comes to helping protect your folks uh, in getting their education. Uh, so what we do, we try to do, you heard me talk a little bit about how we work with K-12 in uh, dual credit, <clears throat> but we also, about half of our degree-seeking students are tr- planning to transfer to a four-year institution. So we've got to make sure that we have really solid relationships and commitments to those relationships. And Western is is right at the top for us because about 85% of our students want to transfer to Western. And so we, we sit down and do the same thing with them and let's outline transfer pathways where we have jobs that require the bachelor's degree, but jobs right here in South Central Kentucky, good jobs. That's in business, that's in accounting, that's in social work, education, engineering, hospitality management, and many other pathways. And then we make sure that we're offering the right courses at the freshman and sophomore level. We we collaborate with advisors so that when they get to Western, they've taken the right courses for that that pathway. And uh, there is no chance that they've made a misstep along the way. So those are some of the things that we do with, uh, with our educational partners. And um, and then of course we we've, we've talked about you know how you work with with industries and businesses, but uh, how important is it that Sky CTC help promote economic development in the region and and making sure that workforce fits into that? Mm-hmm. Well, it is core to who we are. It's it's those words are in our mission, and it's not by accident. It's what we believe in that we are part of that economic development engine. Uh, that leads to bigger community development. But for us, it, some of the specifics, again, meant, uh, being involved in our chambers of commerce and economic development efforts. So we, uh, a lot of times, we'll host, uh, when our economic developers bring in potential companies in, we'll host them on our campus so that not only do they understand that their educational uh, and talent development pathways for, for folks in this community, they see it. They see yeah. our equipment. They, they talk with our faculty. Um, we also show them that we do have locations in six uh, or six different campuses right here in the 10 county region because sometimes if they just come to one campus in Warren County they don't understand we've got a broader reach. Yeah. We, we train and reach people throughout the region, and we know how much people travel from one county to the next for, for jobs, but we also have a broader reach for talent uh, as well, and so we can help a company that may locate in this county or the next county reach people that they may not otherwise be able to reach uh, through our training programs. Uh, and, the, and the other part I think that is really powerful for it's, – it's part of the KCTCS network of 16 colleges is that we can scale things up fairly quickly for a company or for a training program because even though we may not have offered that particular training program in the past one of our sister colleges probably have the curriculum is already built the equipment has already been spec'd out we can borrow that and share between us and and sometimes even share uh, faculty resources like we've got a program down here that we're owensboro kentucky uh, owensboro community technical college had an extra faculty and paramedic 
we, we needed a paramedic program. So they just send their faculty down here. They teach our students here. We teach other classes that, that Owensboro wouldn't teach them. And, and we, we offer the program for the community. And so we've got things like that that we can share resources on. And that, that's really part of the, the beauty of the KCTCS system, the setup the way it is. And, and I should note that, you know, sometimes I dabble in economic development. And uh, it, it's, it, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times when we bring, when site selectors come to mm-hmm. South Central Kentucky, we will have someone from your organization mm-hmm. sitting at the table mm-hmm. because of that reason alone, yep. being able to create programs and get them up to speed pretty quick mm-hmm. for a potential industry that might come into the region. So, you know, having that resource, uh, you know, that's not everywhere. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a good thing to have. Well, before I let you go, uh, what, what are some of the key priorities, some of the key things that you're going to be focused on for the future? What, what's, what's, what are you looking, looking ahead to? Well, things that we focus on every single day, keeping a laser focus on that, preparing people for employment and companies right here in South Central Kentucky. We will never let that go. Uh, that is at the forefront. Uh, we can't afford to train people to go look for jobs outside the region or leave the state. We can't have that brain drain going on. we got too much good stuff going on here. Um, I think for us, remaining flexible and responsive for our industries, like we're talking about ramping sure. up, being able to respond more quickly, uh, remain affordable and accessible for the res- residents of our of our region uh, so that finances and access to a variety of different types of trading will not keep them from moving forward. We want to be there for them and then re- remain involved in the communities because, yeah. again, community development is kind of that big umbrella uh, star on top of the tree for me. Yeah. It's all about commu- developing our communities, and that starts with our with our talent development, our companies, uh, uh, which leads to the stronger economic development fabric, and that's that's where our communities live and thrive. And, and I'll say this about you and your team. I mean, I, I see them out mm-hmm. all the time. If I'm in Franklin, I see Dr. J. <laughs> you know, it, regardless of where I go, Heather Rogers, mm-hmm. see her around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you do have some wonderful people uh, working with you and that are out there representing the organization mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, speaking on behalf, behalf of economic developers and businesses mm-hmm. and employers, you know, we appreciate all you do and, and the value that, that you bring to our community because as one of the themes that we keep hearing as we talk to people in this podcast is that, you know, we have a, a pretty good thing going on mm-hmm. right here in mm-hmm. South Central Kentucky, and it all comes down to uh, not only the opportunities, mm-hmm. but because we have Western Kentucky University, mm-hmm. because we have Sky CTC, mm-hmm. because we have great K-12 mm-hmm. uh, school districts in the region, th- that's that's what job you know right. s- seekers mm-hmm. and employers and, and site selectors, that's what they're looking for. That's right. That's right. So well, we appreciate all your support and support from all across our, our larger community. It's been it's, it's a wonderful place to live. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Phil, I appreciate you mm-hmm. being on the program with us. Yeah, appreciate you having me here. Hey, th- and we'll have you again some other time, okay? Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to the DeCesare Group podcast and my conversation with Dr. Phil Neal, President and CEO of South Central Kentucky Community and Technical College. The DeCesare Group podcast is a companion to our newsletter Soki Economic Development and Business News. You can subscribe on our website, thedecesarygroup.com, or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's program produced by the DeCesare Group. Our engineer is the very successful and good-looking Justin DeCesare with content contributions from Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. Keep listening to the DeCesare Group podcast and hear from industry leaders, business owners, and experts about the latest economic development and business activities in South Central Kentucky. Until next time, I'm Jim DeCesare.